Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is time now for the bigger picture. And this morning, as we take a look at what we're inheriting off Wall Street, stocks going up for the second straight session, although there seems to be a little bit concern on a potential weakness in the retail sector. Analysts are saying or investors are trying to determine if, you know, it's a situation where you could see a potential recession or a change in customer spending that simply caught some companies off guard where the in- inventory side of things are concerned. We're also seeing uh, reports of the World Bank slashing global growth forecast to 2.9% warning of a 1970s style inflation. What does this all mean for markets this morning? On the line with me is Brian Arcees, who is Portfolio Manager and Equity Analyst at Ford Asset Management. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. Well, how are you? Not too bad, sir. And it looks like there's just too many things to digest. (laughs) I mean, at this point, in the middle of the week, Brian, if I were to come to you and ask, what exactly is driving sentiment so far this week? What would your thoughts be on that? No, it's a great question. I think, I mean, certainly sentiment is one of caution. Investors are largely positioned conservatively. But ironically, we're at a point in the market cycle where inflation and really solid economic growth, so strong growth, leads to higher interest rates, which actually weighs on equity valuation. So conversely, as you mentioned, the World Bank lowering growth expectations to 2.9%. Mm-hmm. In some ways, investors are constructive with that. And you saw that in a bit of a reprieve in the markets last night because they don't expect rates to need to rise as much as they otherwise would have. Okay. But it's an interesting, I mean, you, you're looking at inflation as one thing and the other factors on the side tend to be COVID-related issues, COVID-related lockdowns, supply chain issues. Yet I cross-reference with the potential for that to recover because some of the these restrictions have been lifted. Is that all playing into this cautious approach we're seeing? It is. I think there are just many moving pieces at the moment, Elliot. So you're absolutely right that contributing to the inflation or supply chain uncertainty, supply chain deviations as a result of lockdowns, all of which will get resolved, though that may and will continue to take time. But there are other factors playing into inflation expectations as well. For example, the trade rhetoric between the U.S. and China and the resultant kind of duplication of supply chains over the medium or long term or the war in Ukraine taking place at the moment and the need there also to diversify world food supply. And so those probably much more difficult to solve than the acute supply chain issues. So those will be around for quite some time. Mm, Fair enough. You bring up the Russia situation. But uh, another thing you mentioned was uh, the trade situation between the U.S. and China. Past few days, we did get reports that there is consideration to lift some of those trade tariffs, although they will still keep things like steel in place. How much optimism should we look at there? I think it's reasonable to be optimistic there. I don't Mm -hmm. expect the tariffs to be lifted completely, as you mentioned, though the Chinese government has has indicated a willingness to comply also with kind of U.S. requests for additional transparency around accounting for those Chinese firms that are listed in the U.S. And I think that as a result of that, you will see the U.S. lifting some of the tariffs put in place. So it seems as if there a cooling in the rhetoric there. But over time, I still would expect Western firms to duplicate their supply chain, sort of 
which could be a benefit to those countries in Southeast Asia, Vietnam, Thailand, countries like that. Okay, so it's it's really a, just a short-term fix in terms of dealing with the inflation issue where, where the U.S. is concerned. Uh, correct, correct. Okay, okay. So, so still the supply chain issues are definitely the bigger issues. I mean, sticking with China for a bit, Brian, if you don't mind, tech companies like ride-hailing firm Didi Global, we've seen some a bit of a rebound and all this on the back that there was a report from the Wall Street Journal saying that it looks like China's crackdown on the tech sector might be finally coming to an end. I mean, how much does it play out into the, the phrase, is the worst over? <laughs> I think that that is probably the trillion dollar question, or at least the few hundred billion dollar question. I mean, we've seen statements from, in particular, Vice, uh, Vice Premier probably six or eight weeks ago yeah. that were focused on reiterating kind of China's openness, their reliance and appreciation for capital markets. And since then, we've seen one or two additional statements. And then yesterday, the potential signaling of the end of this DD investigation, along with some of the others. So it's always difficult to call the absolute end, the okay. absolute bottom. But I do think directionally, we're certainly very, we're much closer to the end than we are to the beginning. And it is sensible, given where valuations are, for investors to start thinking about reinvesting in this space. Right, right. It really does showcase the amount of moving parts. I mean, you're looking at, at trade issues, you're, you're looking at uh, tech sectors and, and restrictions, especially with China. I mean, it is the world's second largest economy. Just to wrap things up, Brian, I want to talk about the strengthening US dollar. How should investors position themselves with regard to this? I mean, how much more upside is there for the greenback? No, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, the dollar has been viewed for decades as the world's sort of safe haven currency. It's still 40% of global payments, the vast majority of global reserves. That being said, it is the most expensive it's been in 20 years. So we do expect, we we don't expect it to depreciate materially in the near term, but it's not unreasonable to expect as kind of this inflation fighting begins to take hold and the uncertainty starts to unwind, investors begin to become more optimistic. Um, that some of that strong performance in the dollar will begin to abate. We don't expect it in the near term. So we're actually quite happy to keep our cash in dollars at present as well. Um, but, but given how strong it has been, we're certainly expecting move to, to be towards a weakening dollar over the kind of mid to longer term. Okay. I've been speaking with uh, Brian, our C's Portfolio Manager and Equity Analyst at Ford Asset Management. Brian, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you. You as well. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.